It's Comets Insider on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. I want to congratulate every community that participated in the Craft Hockeyville program. Our 2018 Craft Hockeyville USA finalists are competing for the grand prize of $150,000 in arena upgrades and the opportunity to host an NHL preseason game. Congratulations to the 2018 Craft Hockeyville USA champion, Clinton Arena, Clinton, New York. So big time congratulations goes out to Clinton, New York, and we cannot wait to visit your town next fall for an NHL preseason game. Here's Scoop and Rain. Welcome to Utica Comets Insider. We are back in studio tonight in the ESPN Utica Rome broadcast plaza facility in the landmark building. You can call it whatever you want. We've got some hockey-themed music. We're ready to go. Scoop and Rainer here. Ben Burnell with Observer Dispatches here and the voice of the Utica Comets. He's really the only one that matters. Andy Zilch is in studio <laughs> with us. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, you too. It's uh, good to get an open like that, too. I, I continue to be impressed with this hockey community, and it's great to see. I'd love to see the final votes, too. I want and, to see that, too. how that bad one. Clinton won. I mean, Shreveport is huge compared to the other three. I mean, Clinton's, what, 1,800? Yeah. Shreveport's over, I think, 100,000. So for Clinton to win against you know, a bigger community, I think, is a is an awesome thing. It's funny. There was a girl with her family sitting behind Scoop and I at the 12th of 12 in the Galaxy Cup, uh, the Planet Fitness Galaxy Cup game against Syracuse. And the girl was on the phone, the mom's phone, refreshing and voting and refreshing and voting. Yeah, and good, a lot of yeah. people were doing that. This community came out and they have supported the the arena that really gave birth to the the Comets. I mean, there's really no other way to say that. And of course, the tradition has been carried on through five seasons. Rob Ash is huge on that. You guys got behind it. The Syracuse Crunch got behind it. And everybody around here is just thrilled for this. It's 150000 for those that don't know, in renovations to the Clinton Arena. And it's, of course, at NHL Exhibition Game. We can speculate as to who those teams might be. I mean, does anybody have a want, a need, a well, desire? want the Vancouver Canucks, for one. That's an obvious. But... You would think geographically, Rangers, Islanders, right. Sabres, Bruins, perhaps Flyers. I looked at past hockey winners or Hockeyville winners, and whoever's won that year, it's been the. It seems like it's been the closest NHL team. I know Ottawa's done it for a couple times that it was in Ontario. So, you know, maybe it's Buffalo or you know the Islanders, right. Rangers, yeah. Devils, something like that. So, guys. I got to bring something up. Uh-oh. Okay. This should uh, be good. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I just got a question. It, it's bothering me, and it alludes to the fact that, you know, we've got some faces for radio here, but Andy Zilch is a TV star. There's something, oh. there's something that you're on on WPNY at 8.30 every Thursday called Comets Face-Off with Lucas Frankel, yeah. and I know you love doing that program and being on TV and breaking down the Comets uh, outside of the realm of radio, but on television. Ben was on the show last week. Uh, yeah, and Ben Ben Burnell was the third. Uh, it's only happened a few times. You look good in a suit and tie, by the way. Well, thanks. Uh, but we discovered that Lucas Frankel does not know the movie Slapshot because he's never seen it. You have made a remark that you wanted Reggie Dunlop, right? Isn't that how it went? Yeah, we uh, we said which three players would we like on on the ice at once. And <laughs> I went into it thinking I'm going to drop a, a slap shot reference here, but I didn't know when I was going to do it. So I figured that was the perfect opportunity. And Lucas was very confused when I said it. I know Andy got it right away. Yeah. But 
it seemed like Lucas was like, who is that guy? Your head coach, Trent Cole, you need a goal. What three players do you want in your line? Take uh, Goldobin. I'd probably take uh, Shapu. Can I take Reggie Dunlap? <laughs> I actually don't know who no. that is. Oh, oh no. You missed the slap shot Here reference. Here we go. Oh, all right. I'm not getting into this. I know, I know Andy's like, hmm, how do I stay Switzerland on this? Yeah. <laughs> well, I did too. I did. And, and we went to break and, and Ben, Ben kind of nudges me. He goes, oh, I'm just, I'm going to let him have it here when we get back. And I was like, all right, you, you do what you got to do. So as soon as we got back, <laughs> Lucas is in full mode. He's getting ready to belt out the next thing we're going to talk about. And then Ben goes, hold on a second. I got to get back to what we just talked about. That's awesome. <laughs> and they, before the show even like aired, they they put it on uh, on Twitter. They put the clip, and I was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't be proud is, of that. Yeah, this is fantastic. I mean, you know, sure, I'll take advantage of this." So yeah, listen. So the goal for the rest of Utica Comets Insider Radio on ESPN Utica Rome tonight, boys, is to work in as many slap shot references as you can possibly muster. If we'll you put got it on the it. foil. When we first, so we know when the bus goes to Toronto, somebody's got to take a sledgehammer to it and make it look mean. Exactly right. Exactly right. The slashing is when you, <laughs> anyways, when you first started coming on with us, when after season three, at the beginning of season four, the first few times we had Andy in here, he was dropping movie references like crazy. Do you remember that? Oh, I'm sure I was. You're, you're like big on the pop culture oh, yeah. and the movies. Yeah. Uh, we've got some really pretty sounds that Andy and I are planning for you for the playoffs. Yes, we do. Uh, we've got to get ready for playoff hockey in just a few days. We're going to get to that in a couple minutes, but I want to lay it out for everybody. Uh, Don Leibel will be joining us. We're going to give him a call at 730. I haven't officially heard back from him, which is rare, but we're going to give it a try anyways and, and see what happens. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about. But I also, before we get any deeper into this, I want everybody's thoughts on uh, the hockey community coming together as far as the Humboldt Broncos tribute, mm -hmm. the, the comments participated in that. As we joked about, Andy had me on during intermission, and it was the, the Broncos to the Broncos to the Broncos. You couldn't tell. If you didn't know the numbers, you didn't know the player necessarily. With some of the roster moves, that's not that far-fetched. Uh, but you guys handled it. You guys handled it so well. It, it was such a class move by the organization. Syracuse Crunch as well. And everybody got involved in this, and everybody understands. And I'm not going to address the pink elephant in the room that unfortunately the Utica Comets as an organization had to put out on social media. Mm -hmm. But talk about it from the organization's perspective or your thoughts on this, Andy. Well, I uh, I was very impressed with what came together. And I know that a lot of us were throwing ideas at Robert Esch. And I know he had a few ideas of his own on how he wanted to move forward with it because at the end of the day, we're all one, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and not only just I'm talking in terms of hockey, but just as the, the human race, you know, when you hate to see youngsters like that uh, with their lives come to an end and, and also the coach and the broadcaster. And uh, it was really tough to hear. And uh, when Tom Coyne spoke about it on the PA system, I actually I started to get a little overwhelmed and uh, we had to go to, you know, obviously had to go to a break. He but, got overwhelmed himself by yeah. speaking about it last week on Comets Insider. I think we all did. Scoop yeah. and I had to stop like numerous times in conversations about it. We stopped making eye contact because it hits you. It I was glad I had a beer. As as Scoop even said to me, you know, it boils down to something as simple of just remove hockey from it. Just just look at life. And if you've got a kid, you put your kid on a school bus every day and things like that. So, I mean, you start there. And then when you branch out into having to let your kids, you know, go away from home to play sports and then the billet families are involved. And I mean, mm -hmm. the ripple effect that this had on, on humanity, I think, is the right way to put it, Andy. 
it, it just it stops you dead in your tracks. Ben? Definitely. Um, you know, I, Utica College, too, has gotten involved with it. They've got a couple sticks outside their locker room. I stopped over to take some pictures the other day. I think that's great uh, to see them get involved, too. And, I, you know, the odds lit up, too, uh, green and yellow. You know, that's fantastic to see. I, I got over there to take a picture of it, and I shared it online. Uh, I to me it, it it like you said it affects everyone. Um, you know you've got young kids, you've got adults, you've got you know trainers, you've got everybody involved. I haven't checked that GoFundMe page in a couple of days, but the last time I looked, it was over a mil- or eleven million dollars. That's fantastic. And it's I think it's that's a, incredible. It's a tough subject to have to talk about, but it's one that does have to be addressed. So let's reset for everybody. Scoop, go ahead. Andy, are there any plans for those jerseys that's had the Broncos nameplate? Because I watched the game and I, I thought maybe I've missed the press release, but boy, it'd be a natural to auction those off for those kids in Humboldt. Is there a plan to that effect? Or we, Yeah, we do have something uh, in motion. So uh, really just, I, I hate to give you a cliffhanger on a, a question just like that, but yeah, but we, okay. we do have a plan in motion for that. Very simple, at Utica Comets, yeah. UticaComets.com. Listen to the broadcast on 94.9. It's all going to be out there. Tough subject, as I was about to say, tough subject to handle, but I think it needs to be addressed, uh, and I'm glad that we had a chance to do that. Well, let's move on here on Comments Insider on ESPN Utica Rome. Once again, the voice of the comments, Andy Zilch, is here. Ben Burnell from the Observer Dispatch. My name is Rain, and Scoop is in the house. Let's talk about the playoffs against Toronto. Let's just, or do you want to get a recap of the final weekend building momentum? You guys give me some feedback. Well, I think we definitely wanted to win against Binghamton because I don't think he would have wanted to lose three straight. Yes. I, I think that was an important win. Plus, when you look at the contributions the Comets got in that game uh, against Binghamton, uh, we've got new guys, uh, Lucas Yashik, uh, Jonathan Dolan. You know, these guys are guys who are really key to a long Calder Cup playoff run. We're going to need production out of these these new additions, the Nikolai Goldobin is back. Cole Lynn's another one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Mott's another one that comes to mind. And we we had a couple of players released today, to your point, Scoop, but there's going to be a trimming down of an official playoff roster at some point. Uh, is there a specific date that that has to be finalized for the AHL, or how does that work in this league? It's final right now. So with those two subtractions, the rest of the players is what we have moving forward. Uh, gosh, upwards of 34, something around that line. And uh, we will have the extra guys in case of injuries or whatever the case may be. There's going to be some tough decisions, too, for the coaching staff to go along with that. So I guess uh, to reframe the question, do they does there have to be, say, 25 guys out of those, what you said, 34, that have to be set before game one? Or how does that work? Technically, today, a 22-man roster was submitted. Okay. At the end of the day, it's kind of irrelevant because there was some names that were left off that roster that will play. So... Gotcha. It's a little bit different in the NHL. I think it's a little bit more set, right? Uh, that no, no, still that uh, that's still kind of high in numbers because, like, let's take um, New Jersey for example. Yeah, they just called a bunch of guys up from Binghamton. I think like maybe four or five guys. So their roster can be whatever they want at this point. So how do you feel about the guys on the roster as we head into? I mean, a few days off. Obviously, we're not getting down to business till Saturday in Toronto with the Rico Coliseum. How are you feeling about the guys on the roster uh, getting that win, as Scoop alluded to, on Sunday? It was important to get a W and feel positive about the team moving forward uh, from your from your mind's eye. How are you feeling? Uh, I like the roster. I think we're going to have a lot of tough decisions uh, for Trent Cole, Gary Agnew, and Jason King. Who's going to be in and who's going to be out? And over the past two weekends, we've seen Magna come back, McEwen come back, 
Breeze block come back and uh, missing another one. I thought there was four. Darcy came back. Yeah, Dar- yeah, Cam so was playing on four Friday. guys. Four guys came back in the past two weekends, and all of a sudden your forward group is right back there. Your defensive core is back. You got your six and and seven and. Uh, it, it'll be some really tough decisions for those guys to make. And you've got your two goalies healthy, yep. both guys. You, you're, you know, your starter, your main guy, your backup, whatever you want to call it. Ben, go ahead. And to go along with that, you've got all these guys. You've got competition, you know, to yeah. help during practice. So you've got, like you said, a number of options, and you've got decisions to make. But you've also got guys in practice to help, kind of, you know. Make some make some tough decisions. Yeah, yeah, and if you're not playing, if you're not bought in, and if you're being lazy, you're going to be out of the lineup because there's guys that I, I'm just going to throw a name out there. I don't know if he's playing game one or not, but a guy like Andrew Chernichan, he's not going to light up the scoreboard, but wow, does he have the effort. Uh, all eyes in Vancouver are now on the Utica Comets. Yes, so there, there are some young guys that fans... And the office up there are very excited to see how they develop. I want to bounce some names off you and and get your thoughts of what you've seen and heard so far, uh, so far because obviously there's a limited amount of time. But a lot of people are interested in Aaron Irving, uh, captain of the Edmonton Oilings, uh, Oil Kings, excuse me, scored a lot. Uh, but a lot of people said, well, he was an overage defenseman, maybe poo-pooed his production. But with the Kalamazoo Wings, 48 points in 60 games, 87 penalty minutes, leads the team in penalty minutes, fourth on the team in points, top five in points among defensemen in the league, 22 years old. What are you seeing and hearing about Aaron so far? Well, he also played some minutes uh, up front. He was playing uh, some winger minutes as well, too. So kind of a catch-22 with those statistics. But I think he'll be on the outside looking in, unfortunately. I think he's going to be uh, an extra kind of guy that will be relied upon in the depth minutes. Uh, he was a guy who was shooting the puck a lot, though, in Belleville when, when we had him on Saturday. Jonathan Dolan was with the Comets at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. but had mono, but... He averaged a point a game in Sweden. He's been described as versatile, quick to adapt, and we've already seen some good things out of him here in Utica. Can he maintain the dominance that he showed in Sweden? That's yeah, the question. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he has really good speed. I really liked his 200-foot game as well. I saw him a lot in the defensive zone and a lot on the goal line. So that's very impressive to see. And your thoughts on Cole Lind so far? Colin's still trying to get used to it, I feel. Uh, it's really tough to go from from boys to men, and I think he's learning the physicality, the quick decisions, and uh, he. I think he's he's starting to get adjusted here. And Lucas Yashik. I've been thrilled with him. I, I think he's got a great, uh, great shot. He's got great hockey intelligence. I think he's actually the best out of the ones that we have. There you go. Well, those are some names that people are interested to see how they do here in Utica, that they're looking to maybe these guys being Canucks in a couple of years. Absolutely. This is a tryout. It really is for the future. It's yeah. it's it's next year for a lot of these guys to see what their plans are going to be. This scoop, Andy Zilch, voice of the comments, Ben Burnell of the Observer Dispatch is here. I'm Rain. We're going to wrap this segment for now. We're going to come back. What do the Toronto Maple Leafs and their playoff series, uh, how does that affect something potentially with the yeah. Toronto Marlies? There's a few names I got to throw at Andy. We're going to get to that. We're going to preview Toronto and this series. We'll do it next. Comets Insider is on, is on ESPN Utica Rome, courtesy of Bud Light and Slocum Dixon Medical Group. It's Comets Insider on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Backhand feed to Yashik. Yashik shoots. Scores! Comets win! Lucas Yashik gets the goal! Here's Rain and Scoop. 
Broadcasting live from Galaxy Media World Headquarters in downtown Utica. Me, Scoop, <laughs> Rain. That was that was just explicitly, expressly for Mr. Krabs. Absolutely. For his delight. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got a great new facility downtown. Nobody else can touch it. It's really fantastic. I'm telling uh, you. Yeah. Have you seen and- my office? In my in the Syracuse office, I have my own latrine here. I've got to go in with the commoners. That's all right, though. Yeah. Ben, I think he really captured the spirit of the thing. Ben Burnell uh, from the Observer Dispatch is here. Andy Zilcher, voice to the comments. Uh, we are starting off a five-game series with Toronto. It's exciting. Oh wait, I just got a text from Mr. Krabs. I can't believe that Lucas Frankel has never seen Slapshot. That's un-American. That's unacceptable. <laughs> Inconceivable. Inconceivable. He's he's even said to me. Even uh, Mrs. Levine says you do a good Ed. So has Ed seen Slapshot? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Ed is a sports fanatic. Mr. Krabs, the owner of the Galaxy, is huge sports fan. Huge. So, all right, we're gonna move on uh, before I'm not allowed to host Comets Insider any longer, guys. <laughs> oh, my phone's ringing off the hook. All right, we covered. I just got a couple text messages. <laughs> yeah, we covered everybody. We wanted to scoop. Where do you want to go? Your, your lead on this. Well, segment. let's let's talk about the. The challenges that the Toronto Marlies are going to pose for our Utica Comets. Uh, high-powered team. They can score. But we seem to be able to to play with them and beat them. I think we've done pretty good against them when you look back over the last couple of seasons. Your thoughts, Andy? Here at the Adirondack Bank Center, they've played 500 hockey. So it's been a pretty good battle here in this arena. Unfortunately, when you go to the Rico Coliseum is where they've taken advantage of the Comets. And we've opened the season the past two years against Toronto, back-to-back losses. However, this year, it's been addressed as you move through the season series. I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Demko versus Sparks. Well, that's saying something. Uh, First of all, didn't they have over 50... They have like 50... Uh, 50 wins this year? 56, I think. Is, they had a lot of wins. Yeah, I mean, it was a ridiculous number yeah. of wins. It's a great organization. They're big and strong, and uh, you've got the goalie of the year as well. So, yep. yeah, I mean, we've got that, your Demko, but you're going up against one of the best. That's got to be a concern, which is scoring goals. Thank goodness we've got reinforcements. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, uh, Tyler Mata really liked his game on uh, Sunday, and I think he's going to add that breakout type of speed. Same thing for Dolan. I, I think each of those guys have that ability to catch Toronto's defenseman pinching, that is going to be a key. I, I, and I also think the game is going to be one outside of Sparks versus Demko. I think it's going to be one with uh, pressuring and challenging the Toronto Marlies defenseman. I'd agree with that. Uh, you know, you get around those guys and you get some shots on goal and you get rebounds and you start, you know, putting putting shots, you know, as, you know, the coaches called the dirty areas. Yeah. I think that's going to be, be key against trying to solve you know, guys like Sparks and Pickard. Well, the thing that I thought Syracuse did so well Friday night that they're so good at is we can get a shot on goal, maybe two shots on goal, but that third shot we don't get. And once in a while we got one. They're really good at limiting our opportunities, and I think that's going to be key. You want the greasy goal. You want the garbage goal. You want to sustain pressure. And what happened Friday night against Syracuse was we just didn't sustain as much pressure as we'd probably like, I think, at different points throughout that game. Nobody was getting in there in the middle. We we were talking during the game, Scoop and I were talking during the game, how for it wasn't a straight-up, 
New Jersey Devils old school neutral zone trap, but it seemed like they, they certainly just, pushed the play to the boards where they can. Yeah, you know, we had noticed that, and there wasn't just wasn't a lot of traffic in the middle of the ice. It seemed like it was out on the wings a lot. I don't know if you saw the same thing, Andy. Well, that's why Syracuse led the league this year with the lowest amount of shots allowed per game, and reasons like that because their defense knows how to clean it up in front of the net so quickly. You do net, you nobody ever gets those third opportunities with Syracuse. It's just the way their defense is. Their head's always on a swivel. Their forwards are so stingy on coming back behind the faceoff dots, it makes it near impossible. You know, we've heaped praise upon Trent Cull and what he's done, and we all kind of have that feeling that maybe he was AHL Coach of the Year. But And I know it's weird to look ahead to Syracuse, but Ben Gruel is a, is a solid coach. They're a well-coached yeah. team. I, there's, they have a solid system, and anybody that they incorporate into it seems to work well within their philosophy of what they're trying to do. It's you could just see it. You don't even need the stats. They just they play good defense. They have solid goaltending, and it's it's just tough to score against them. They're a tough team to beat. I think he's a really strategic coach. Yeah, and uh, I think some of the things that he's done over the course of the year in the season series, when we've seen him, I think are very intelligent and. Uh, who knows? Who knows if he, uh, you know, if he instructed Gallant to mix things up, and maybe Gallant took it to the next level and tried to go with Thatcher Demko. But maybe that was something. He, maybe he said, "Hey, hey, Gallant, we need we need to get something going here." And the next thing hit in Gallant's head, and he was like, "All right, I'm going to take out Thatcher and go after him." So who knows? But that was a smart move. You know, something needed to happen during the course of that game in Syracuse. Absolutely. That's Andy Zilch. Ben Burnell from the OD is here. Scoop is here. I'm Rain. This is Comments Insider on ESPN Utica Rome. Uh, let's focus back on Toronto. Sheldon Keefe, tell us about their head coach. Uh, talk about his system and what you expect out of their team in well, general. It was that basic scouting report. Yeah, that's that. Uh, it's an offensive uh, presence team that they're always going to have. And uh, you can't get caught in a run and gun game with them, and, and you have to be disciplined. The Comets have owned the special teams in the season series this year against Toronto. Their kills above an 85%, their power plays above a 20%, but it's a new season now. And and Toronto is certainly going to have a lot of good offense going, and their defense is going to get involved. The thing I worry about, well, one of the things I worry about with the Toronto Marlies uh, happened in yesterday's game against Binghamton, this shorthanded goal, the way that whole thing unfolded. And you do something like that against Toronto, they make you pay. And it just goes to show you how you've, You've got to, every little puck possession, every little thing is so important in a hockey game. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, it's, uh, you know, limit your mistakes is such a cliche thing, but my gosh, with Toronto, it can end up in the back of your net. And to go on the heels of that, I also think Tyler Mott can work in our favor for that reason, that shorthanded type of breakaway where he's going to apply pressure, he's going to be there with Cole Castles or whoever is he's on the kill with. We can catch their defense in yep, the wrong and place. And Mott, Mott can be off to the races. I think the uh, work in the neutral zone, too, I think is huge. Uh, you know, Trent's been preaching that the last couple of weeks, but I guess I mean, against Toronto, too, is especially key, I think, winning those battles in that area, too. How do you think the game plan that Trent Call draws up for the Utica Comets will change since it's the Toronto Marlies, or will it not really change that much. Will there be some, what are the things, the stuff that Ben is mentioning? What do, what do you think? I, I don't think the comments would change anything. And I, I've always heard when you go into certain games, it's uh, and big games for that matter, is you always worry about yourself. Yeah, you pay attention to the details for what Toronto is going to bring to the table. And they're going to be a little bit different with how they break things out. And 
I mean, it's because it, they involve their defense so much. However, with that being said, if the Comets don't play their own style, if they don't play the way that they need to and want to, then things are going to get out of hand. What you're saying is they've got to dictate the pace and play Comets exactly. hockey, which means cardiac Comets for us well, straight I, through the playoffs. I think the one thing that Comets <laughs> have always done well is out-hustle the oh. other team. I think that's key to their success, and it's it's key to their team identity. They're not going to get outworked. If they outwork you, they're going to be in the game at the end of it. That's something that's been told to us by whether it was Travis Green, whether it was Trent Cole, and any of the the well-known veteran leadership group of the Utica Comets. That's Utica Comets hockey. That's just what you kind of expect. It's it's blue collar. It's work hard. It's They want to be, and I've heard this phrase numerous times from numerous people, a tough team to play against. You've heard it. We've all heard it. Toronto, though, uh, as far as uh, their NHL affiliate, the Maple Leafs, they're struggling in their playoff series. If they are an early out, this is the last thing I want to address in this segment because we're up against the break. It's a big thing to talk about. Yeah, Kapanen, Dermott, and Johnson could all return to the Marlies if the Maple Leafs are an early out. Wow, is that some reinforcements? Oh, Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you basically, yeah. you're hoping the Tom Maple- Coyne's ears just perked up somewhere. Yeah, you're you're hoping that the Maple Leafs, I mean, drag this out six or seven games because it actually gives the Comets a break. Yeah, they're, they're going on right now, actually. I should yeah, check my yeah. phone to see what's going on, and they have gotten spanked by Boston. I haven't watched the games, but just judging from the score, it does not look pretty. New Jersey surprising me against uh, Tampa Bay, but that's a whole other story. We'll worry about that later. But yeah, I mean, you got two forwards that are immediately going to make an impact on their power play. Janssen, in my opinion, is one of your best players in the AHL when he was here. So that's going to be some trouble. We got to have Boston, you know, slip a little bit here and help us out. Something's got to give. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get Don live. We're going to give him a call. We'll get Ask Andy going, and we'll continue. Ben Burnell from the Observer Dispatch is also here. Scoop is here. I'm Rain Zilch. You've got that voice, so uh, take us out here. You're listening to Comets Insider on ESPN U Carone. Thank you very much. It's Comets Insider on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Scoop and Rain. Welcome back to Utica Comets Insider on ESPN Utica, Rome. Scoop, Rain joined, and Scoop and Rain, excuse me, joined by the voice of the Utica Comets. Andy Zilch, Ben Burnell of the Observer Dispatch is here. It's good to have you boys in talking some Comets hockey, specifically Utica Comets playoff hockey. Love it. Andy. Thanks for having me. Andy, I like the slogan this year. Embrace the chase. Yeah, it's a good one. We're going to embrace Don Liable. Give him a, <laughs> give him a hug on the phone. Ask That's Andy insane. has... Tighter, re- tighter. <laughs> Ask Andy has returned. So what we do here is we kind of step aside for a second. And one of Ben's buddies in the press box, Don Liable, is going to throw three questions at Andy. And he's going to answer. So let's do it. Go ahead, Don. It's all yours. Needs to be a prize or something here, or a buzzer. I don't know. A little excitement. You know, Andy, uh, t- give us an idea in uh, Rico Coliseum. I- I've personally seen some games on television. Uh, of course, I listen to the games that you broadcast there. Give us an idea of what the atmosphere will be like. Will it be a, a full house? Um, are the people as passionate about that right now as, as Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs? Um, give us an idea what we can expect as far as an audience to, to hear and listen and see. I wish I could answer that question. And I think that they might get a little overshadowed by the Maple Leafs. I I don't know to answer that question truthfully. I, I really hope that there will be a, a decent crowd come in and see the future of the Maple Leafs. And just to add to the atmosphere, I mean, it's the playoffs. We know it's going to be brought here in Utica, but 
hopefully when you go on the road, you got uh, at least some emotion in the building outside of the players on the ice. How's the media up there? Uh, how do they cover the Marlies? Um, do, are they an afterthought? Are they you know, presented right there behind the Maple Leafs? How will they approach this playoff series? They're actually, they reached out to us. They're trying to take our our feed from our scoreboard and broadcast it on their TV station, Leafs Network, or whatever the heck it's called, and uh, use that for when the Marlies are on the road. They televise their Marlies games on Leafs Network all the time. So it's it's not an afterthought by any means, and they're going to be having this viewed for as long as they go. You know, uh, playoff hockey, people get pumped up for that. Players, you know, might have a, a little extra zip in, in their skating and their shots. How do you, how are you feeling? How do you get, uh, you know, maybe up a notch or two excitement about the playoffs? Or, or how, how are you uh, experiencing this? I, uh, I, I, I get pumped up, too. It's showtime. You know, this is why we're all here. It's, uh, it's time to bring it, and I'm going to do a lot of extra homework just in case. And, and have everything ready for me, but you know you can't forget the game's on the ice. So all the stats can carry me as long as I want, but I got to bring the the emotion to the the game that's being played. And I'm sure the the audience, uh, listening audience, may be even higher that it's playoff time. So that's it a, will be especially another Vancouver out. incentive. Yeah. Um, my, my last question is: um, Have you heard from uh, former players, the guys that have gone up uh, to Vancouver, guys that were you know PTOs this year? Uh, do you hear, as it gets closer to playoff time, do you think you'll hear from, or maybe you've heard now from people that are, you know, giving their best wishes and, and, and you know, seem to be following it that it, you, that the average fan may not know? Yeah, in terms of uh, players that I've talked to, I haven't spoken with Archibald since we have ended the regular season. I have spoken with him uh, over the past, uh, what, gosh, two months since he's been gone. We've been talking back and forth every now and then, maybe once a month or whatever. But uh, he's one I kept in contact with. And I just got other uh, people around the league who have congratulated me on getting to the playoffs. This is the first time I've called an AHL playoff game. Did so in the ECHL, and hopefully we can get a little bit of a run here. Ooh. It'll be exciting. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm happy for you and the team that the, the the audience will be bigger because maybe teams that didn't make it in, fans from those cities are going to be listening in. And uh, it's just a win-win situation. And, and hopefully the other win-win is on the ice. That's right. I just wanted to interject. Um, that's are you, was that your third question. Yeah, he actually, question. He actually had fifth. four. Don, I flipped it in there. You're, you're getting well, a little here out of hand here. Well, I've got. <laughs> I've actually got one for you. Can you believe that Lucas Frankel has not seen Slapshot? <laughs> uh, words have escaped my thoughts right now. I know. <laughs> Smart, you're smart enough to play Switzerland, too. No, we're just having a fun. I mean, the, the, the real question would be, how many times have you seen it? Not if you've seen it, yeah. but how many times? Can you recite every line in the movie? I mean, I've you know, seen I, it at I least think... 30 times. It's oh, one yeah. of those movies yeah. like Animal House, Caddyshack, yep. that I have seen numerous times and enjoy <laughs> it every sure. single time I watch yep. it. That's one of the yep. movies you have to buy. I feel like you have to have that on hand. Just I because, owned it on VHS. Yeah. I just haven't replaced it on DVD. What's it like? Uh, here's a question for both of you, for Ben Burnell and for Don Leibel. You guys are in the press box. I know Andy's up there, but he's broadcasting. You're there in a different realm. What's it like working together and covering this team all season long? And it's been a couple few years of that now, uh, just being up there and kind of melding your minds together. Well, let me tell you, let me start off. I've learned 
so much from uh, listening to Ben and listening to John Pitarisi next to him because my focus is the individual person. I watch the game, but my my excitement is getting to know what they're like uh, away from the ice, what it was like when they grew up, who some of their heroes are, getting to know the person. I learned so much from listening to Ben because, of course, you know, he's writing a story and it has to be done right after the game. And he dissects it so much and he gets uh, John involved in it to, you know, uh, uh, making sure they have the right uh, uh, play for the description that um, I have my left ear next to Ben and listening to John and I've learned a ton of things from them. And people, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because the, the, the average person who will pick up the OD or, or elsewhere where Ben appears and, and, and you read what he did, they have no idea, nor should they, but they have no idea or the appreciation of the, the, the pressure that Ben is under and the final product being when it is. And, uh, of course, you know, us waiting downstairs for Ben so the coach would come out and take some questions. But the, the, the time restraints that Ben is under uh, the, and the, the stories that he puts out are phenomenal that I just think that fans ought to know that it, it, it ain't easy what he does. You see the final product, but I sitting next to him, and, and like I said, my left ear is in tune to what they're doing. Is they do a, He does a marvelous job, and he does it quickly, and it has to be right. And um, I just think the average person – you know, doesn't really understand that and, and uh, props to him for, for the job that he does. Well, Don, thank you very much for that. I, you know, I, I don't know what to say other than hey, thank you. I appreciate the kind words, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, working hard every game to, you know, try to get things right and get them what, you know, I think people are interested in what happened in the game. So, you know, Don and John are, you know, John's on my left shoulder, Don's on my right usually. And, you know, we're constantly it's like the devil things. and the angel. I was going to say, <laughs> you yeah. decide who's who. Good Ben, bad Ben. <laughs> ben is finding his way out of the sugar coma right now. I just want to point out, though, let me just interject this thought. And from paying attention to social media, uh, which we all obviously do, uh, Ben has been recognized by numerous fellow journalists in Vancouver that have, have complimented. I've caught that a few times. You do a fantastic job, so you do deserve the praise. Well, thanks, guys. I, I certainly appreciate that. Y- you work very hard. Any last words or questions? Did you want to ask Don a question since we let him ask questions? Is there anything slap you Slapshot. Been... Slapshot. Go ahead. Any At any point during the year, there's something you were like, you know, I forgot to ask that guy. Don, do you have any good Slapshot trivia? What is your favorite scene in the movie, perhaps? Oh, uh, Jesus. I, I, I like the entire movie. Um, the national anthem thing yeah, is probably that, my, that, my that's, favorite. That's great. I'm trying to listen to the Blanken song. Actually, <laughs> I actually sl- you know what? The first uh, um, mental picture that comes to me is when um, uh, Paul Newman goes, he finds out the owner uh, of the team, and he goes to her house, and he's you know trying to reason with her to keep the team there. And, you know, she says it's going to be, you know, a good tax break and blah, blah, blah. And what he calls her kids. I think I think that's pretty funny. And um, I, I can't imagine anybody. You know, we, we ought to get him a copy just so Lewis has a copy of this because it's, you know, Slapshot 2 doesn't really cut it. Slapshot wow. 3 should have never been made. Um, so mm, it's a great, great, great film. Well, we're up against a break here. Don Leibel, thanks for joining us, of course. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. For Ask Andy. Thanks, Don. I, I still love this scene because of the radio aspect and the broadcasting aspect when he's explaining 
what the different I seeing is when uh, that's I love that scene. It cracks me up every slash seeing is when you know. I mean, we can you go, go to on. box. You feel shame? Yeah, I'm you not feel going to shame. I'm literally not going to recite the entire scene, even though I think I probably could. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break here on Comments Insider on ESPN Utica Rome. Of course, we do this courtesy of Bud Light and Slocum Dixon. Andy Zilch, Ben Burnell from the Observer Dispatch, Scoop and Rain. They brought their freaking toys! Yes, <laughs> slap shot. <laughs> I hate that stinking root beer. I want to go quote to quote with you guys, but every single quote I'm thinking of cannot be said on air. <laughs> yeah, th- there's certain there ones are many that uh, you cannot repeat. Because of the FCC and they show Speed Racer here? Well... What we're going to do is we're going to come back and Comet's end of season awards came out. And that's definitely something that I want to ask Andy Zilch about. And I'm sure you guys would love to chime in on that. So Machine took my quarter. It's Comet's Insider on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Scoop and Rain. Live from the landmark building in downtown Utica, Scoop, Rain, Ben Burnell of the Observer Dispatcher, voice of the Utica Comets, Andy Zilch. I thought it was wild. I'm not really surprised, but I went to get one of the whiteout shirts yesterday. They were already gone, and they're taking orders in the gift shop. Yes. So I guess that's where you got to go to get your whiteout shirt. I am shirt. so excited to call a game next Wednesday here at the Adirondack Bank Center. I can't tell you wear your white, though, fans. Wear the white. Getting into the Comets playoff whites. I think that's just an understood in this hockey community, in this, yep. little, this little AHL town. So you've embraced the chase. I've embraced everything. I'm happy for you, dude. It, it, Even Ben, come here, Ben. Let me embrace you. Are you gonna embrace <laughs> you? You've, you but this is this no, is uh, so tight. <laughs> it's a high water mark for your for your AHL broadcasting career so yeah, far. It is. It is. This is uh, it's something else. Yeah, he uh, he did a broadcaster with fine choice of words right there. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job, Monty. <laughs> yeah. oh, did you hear? School really did you hear up. when Woods was up with me? He. Uh, oh man. I need to find this clip. I need to go on and get it. But uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. And I, I mentioned something. I said, it's very ironic that this is occurring. This happened and this happened. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and I go, dynamite drop and mock. And then dancing. he lost it because he's a baseball fan and he knows Major League. Go stretch that out. He just <laughs> said, yeah. And then he nudged me with his shoulder and started giggling. Oh, that's How a- far away is Brendan Woods? Uh, he uh, indefinitely. I, I don't think we'll see him. Okay. Yeah. He, he man, he has had a rough suffer a setback. Yeah. yeah. He's. Uh, it's tough, but you know what? The thing that I like about him is he's still smiling. He's yep. still upbeat. And yep. I talked about this with Magna too. The worst thing you can do is go in the locker room, be moaning and groaning, and be all upset because it starts to become contagious. Absolutely. You don't want the negativity in there. With his dad's history playing here with the Utica Devils, and he has other family in the Utica area, and with the rough year that he's had injury-wise, I certainly hope that he gets another opportunity because yeah. I think he really likes being here. Oh, he does. Uh, oh, yeah. to, to get himself uh, you know, that next chance, get some games, and maybe get to the NHL where he wants to go. So the, the team awards are out. The annual team awards released Sunday, yesterday, before the season finale against the B-Devs. I want to run through them real quick. Uh, We've got a couple of minutes. Uh, Tom McVie, coach's most valuable player. I did vote on this, and it was Reed Boucher. Let's hear a comment from Andy. Yeah, I I think uh, your MVP was between two players. I think that's pretty obvious, Boucher or Demko. And uh, Boucher, you know, he he gave, gave the comments a lot of wins with his goals, and they were some timely goals and very crucial goals. I mean, there was a string during January where he was untouchable. He was the best player in the AHL. Eric Weinrich, best defenseman. Ashton Sautner, how about you, Ben? Yeah, that uh, 
going in when I knew the awards were coming up, I said, I, I think I'd toss it around to John and, and Don. And I said, I, I think Ashton Sautner is easily their most reliable defenseman they've had all season. So I, I'm not at all surprised that it was Ashton Sautner. He earned his call up uh, oh, yeah. and consistently in the lineup. He improved a lot from last year yes. as well. Yeah, definitely. Been well fun to watch. Uh, Bill Horton, most hard award to Wacey Hamilton. I know Scoop agrees with that. Scoop is a big fan of the way Wacey and guys like Carter Banks play those gritty, dirty, greasy players. Well, even Wacey commented after yesterday's game that that was the kind of game that they needed to play because they got into that that grittiness and they played hard. And I think they played the kind of game that they wanted to play to set the tone going into the playoffs. Um, Veteran of the team uh, is 34-35, now Dave Dave Armstrong class guy wore Jamie Cyphers. I think that's a no-brainer. Even though he's missed uh, some games here or there, his involvement in the community, first of all, and especially with the hometown heroes and the veterans, I don't think you need to say any more. There was no question. I think everybody in the locker room would agree with that. By know. the way, I, I want to mention the the salute yesterday to the hometown hero, the gentleman who was a World War II veteran. Yes. A standing ovation for the guy was profoundly moving and just fantastic. And it just shows you how great these Utica Comet hockey fans are. They get I, it. I was, I've seen some of those throughout the year, and they always get a good response, but yesterday's was something special. Uh, to, to keep going on the heels of that, I know we don't want to hit hard on it, but if you take just take out his community involvement, and still I think he deserves the Class Guy Award. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now why, because I approached him with it, and he was shocked, and he goes, are you, are you serious, really? That's amazing. And I go, yeah, Jamie, I go, this is the award. It'll be presented before the game. He goes, oh, my gosh, thank you. That's incredible. I, I am so honored. That's why. I, I think he's just through and through one of the best guys in that locker room. It's called being unassuming. Yeah. He doesn't take himself too seriously. I've only got just a few seconds left uh, tonight, so I just wanted to run through and make sure we cover the remaining ones. Three stars, most impactful player, Thatcher Demko, uh, media player of the year, Reed Boucher, Ian Anderson, most improved player, Zach McHugh, and I totally agree with that, uh, where he's come from the beginning of the season to now. He's a legitimate Vancouver Canucks prospect now. And, Scoop, you know this, great family. We had a chance to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, Thomas M. Lindsay, dedication to the community award once again. No-brainer. Jamie Cypher's got that. Guys, thanks. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for having me. Uh, unfortunately, we could probably talk Kamataki for another hour, but <laughs> I guess... Let's get this show extended next year. <laughs> Our good friend Matt Page for producing the program, not only tonight, but all season long. We're going to keep this going through the playoffs. June. Yeah, through June when we're doing it in shorts. The Comets starting on Maybe. Saturday against Toronto. Other than that, thanks to Ben Burnell, Andy Zilch. My name is Rain and Scoop. Let's go. Go Comets!